back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two for Old School on a Friday. Again, congratulations. Job well done. 402-464-5685. Start a Heyman text line. Honda Lincoln Hotline if you want to call in. Video streams are up. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live. If you want to see what's going on in studio, kind of get the vibe, sometimes you can hear with your with your eyes. Hey, let me get this in real fast because I forgot to put it in the log. You're listening to KTK FM first, 93.7 The Ticket. Thank you, Mark Ronwala. Jay, you got the you got the read ready? Oh, I'm going to hit the read up. How, how y'all want it? Y'all want the Ebonics version? Get it, dude, give it whatever way you want to give we it. We got old one. school in the – no, just play. <laughs> old school is sponsored by Sandhills Global. Sandhills Global is looking to fill hundreds of new openings in sales, travel support, software development, web design, and, and many, many more. Career and internships are, are available at the global headquarters here in Lincoln, apply today at sandhills.jobs. Jay Foreman, how much are you going to charge people for, for that live Jay Foreman read? Don't no, don't, don't give the number. Don't give yeah, the number. I ain't do don't give the number. Everything's negotiable. I know. The people are out there. They're like, wait a minute. Jay Foreman just nailed that. Well, I'm, we need him to do our company. I'm like, well, you know, you can call him. You can talk to him. Have, have, have him call out and reach out to Jay Foreman's people. There it is. <laughs> My people talk to your people. <laughs> to do that. Um, we were talking – about recruiting and draft days and representation and mission. And I, it's, like I said, it's, it was funny to me. Talking to folks last night, um, had a friend whose son got drafted uh, early in the first, in, in the second round. And they were talking about the things that happened around it, around the draft. And it goes back to all the work that they put in. Uh, this was a public school kid. This was a public school kid from California who didn't have any idea that he was going to be an NBA second-round draft pick right. at any point until his junior year in college. <laughs> yeah, right? That's good. So there are several different paths to collegiate and professional success. <laughs> yeah, you just never know what, what, what you never know what what, what uh, somebody's going to do or how they're going to react to get into competition. You know, Sipple was talking about. You know, he 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 took it as like if we got the number one quarterback, if we got Dylan Rayola, would I be super excited? Dang right, but I would tell him like, I, well, that's a I, different I, reason as well. Though. Well, no, if we got the number one quarterback. I would tell Dylan, and I told him, and I've talked to Dylan. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's great right now that you're doing I said, but the most important thing is what you're doing on Saturdays and whenever the games are. He, and he knows that like, because he's blessed with his dad. It's no different than, um, you know, these guys going through recruiting or going through the process with the NBA. Um, you see guys that were, the I think, the number two recruit in his high school class or in a high school class, which I think was the, the previous year, decided to go to the G League, went to the G League, averaged 15 points or whatever, but he didn't improve on his game from high school, right? He, you know, Jay Billis said he was a 40% catch-and-shoot guy. But his turnovers were too high. His ball handling was suspect, right? And his defense was lacking, right? So then he's sitting there, you know, expecting to go in the first round or maybe lottery, and he goes in the second round. Now it's up to him to do they, – they, they said it, and this is probably one of the best NBA draft people they had up there because every single one – 
of those guys kept telling from the first pick all the way to the 60 or 58th pick that now, yes, this is great. Enjoy this moment. But now the real work starts. Mm-hmm. Now you have to go prove yourself. Now you have to do what you need to do to not only make it in the NBA, stay in the NBA. And so it doesn't really matter where you start. It's a great – I will say this, you know, for, for Bryce and the Nebraska basketball program, this is huge, right? Sure, Bryce probably – you know, the, the thing is that you talk about Michael Jordan and, you know, whereas people said he hadn't been doing a good job. You're getting a first-round talent at the 40th pick. You're getting – Bryce McGowan's, who is better than, see, 14 to 15 guys that got picked higher. Mm-hmm. Better than. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, even even the guy, you know, that went to the Lakers, Christie, right? He averaged nine points at, at Michigan State. The Even, you know, like the, the other freshman from Ohio State, which, you know, his coming out game was against Nebraska, unfortunately, when I think he had like 39 points. He looked like the modern-day Kawhi Leonard. He was elbow jumpering us to death, right? And then he had another big game. Where, and then it also helped that he went to LeBron James's high school, X, Y, and Z. There's no difference between him and Bryce. Yeah, he might be a little bit physically bigger and more mature. He's a year older, you know, as far as age-wise, same grade. grade. So you got to think where Bryce is at is a great position. Um, where a lot of these guys go, is what, what you make of it and what you do with it is going gonna, is gonna, to um, accentuate or make the pick – Smart or not so smart? You get what I'm saying? And, you know, whether it's Draymond Green, whether it's uh, Joker up in um, Denver, you can be a Hall of Fame player in the second round. There's, there's, you know, there's plenty of guys that make it. James Harden, I mean, you know, he came from Arizona State, second-round pick. And, and then he had to play, I won't say second fiddle, but he was sixth man of the year coming off the bench. Now look at him. And so, you know, however you, whatever you make of it and, and how bad you want it and how, and how much you want to get coached and improve – and how much you really love the game of basketball, right? Um, do you love the game of basketball to sacrifice all the things that could take you away from being successful will lead to success in your career? And then after that, then you can kind of do whatever the heck you want. So, you know, that's what usually separates these guys. I think it's a great, you know, night or day for, you know, Fred Hoiberg and company. I think if I'm, a, you know, Ramel Lloyd or I'm, a, I'm the Blaze or I'm – um, you know, guys still on the team, CJ and all that. I'm excited because I played with a guy, and I know I have direct access to know what it, what it, what it's going to take. You're going to get instant feedback what I need to improve on, but then also you have a coach that, regardless of the record, is is you know put guys in the NBA. So he's doing something right, right? Um, now what we need to do is win more games because that also probably would have helped it affect your draft status as well. Oh, so absolutely changes right. So then therefore we can talk to. Bryce, Trey, because Trey will have tremendous opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can talk to, you know, Banton. You can, you know, you can talk to um, all the other players that Fred is, you know, in, in his programs help getting guys into the to the uh, NBA. But ultimately it's going to come down to, like, look, we will go out there and win some games. You know, we're going to be, you know, up higher on draft board. So, you know, a great thing about – I always say this about Nebraska football and Nebraska basketball. If I'm an incoming freshman, I'm on the team. I have a tremendous opportunity to submit myself individually while operating collectively, hopefully with like-minded players, right, to do something very, very special for myself and the university. There's not a – I mean, you're not going to Ohio State and us three going to Ohio State. You know, say, you know, Mark's from California, you're from Virginia, I'm from Minnesota, and we just get to Ohio State and we're like, okay, look, dude, we all – 
to turn this thing around or be part of the turnaround. And actually, we could actually end up going to the G League, NBA, overseas, and then 10 years from now, get back together as a reunion. And we're all sitting back and drinking beers because we've all went off and had successful careers and we can kind of decide what we're going to do. That's the opportunity. You know, that's what really, I guess, reverse recruiting is what would when you talk about like an Arch Manning, this is something that actually supersedes maybe in Alabama or something like that in the recruiting as far as, you know, as far as trying to get a player. And if you have some visionary or some thoughtfulness as a player, uh, because you're not going to these big colleges and playing a, not, a lot of minutes, you got to kind of, you got to beat some guys out and, and you got to wait your turn. And you see a guy like a Santa Clara, right? I'm sure when he came out of high school, the guy that he went lottery pick from Santa Clara, I'm sure he wanted to go to like USC or something, right? Well, he goes to Santa Clara, right? Gets a little dose of reality, humble pie, works on his game, balls out, goes lottery. Um, uh, Evan Mobley's br- brother, who was pretty dang good at USC, probably not as potentially good as his, as his, as his younger brother, he goes second round. Um so you just see how things can change and, and also the difference in a year and a difference in, in a player. So um, I think it's nothing but positive, but I think it's up to the players. It should be inspiration of for these guys on the Nebraska roster to uh, get it going. If I'm a high school kid um, in football or basketball, um, you definitely should be high, you know, excited. Um, think about it this way. There, there were 58 draft, draft picks. That's it. Yeah, NBA's hard, man. That's I mean, it. It's 58. I'd almost like, see if you could just do three, you know, just because you're missing out so, on so many guys. Well, what it what it allows, um, and 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 again, the weird thing that that <laughs> uh, you you think about is that with the league minimum, anybody that was drafted last night is going to get a pretty substantial amount of money. They're millionaires. They went from being college students to millionaires. Guys, do you want thicker? Fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. Yeah, I mean, you got you you, you got to like if you're if you're you know not in the first round, um, you got to be looking at it. Yeah, the money's great, right? Um, and you'll have other opportunities because like, don't sleep on going overseas and making it, right? Um, uh, what's the young man that played here the last year? Tim Miles was here and he hurt his knee and he was like the glue of the team and he's been playing overseas and making a lot of great money. Tall guy, he came from Georgetown, um, just a few years ago. Um, he's doing well overseas this when you're when you go a little bit later you got to look at the opportunity and they had a story about a guy that took a less rookie deal instead of getting 850 he took like 575 Mm -hmm. 
but he played, right? So it put him in the free agency or kind of like pre-free agency faster. Mm-hmm. Within a, a season and a half, he signed the same deal that a lottery pick got. Now he's accelerated to where he's at in the NBA as far as his next contract. That's how you have to think about it because it's one well, thing. There are guys who chose make a decision between choosing Toronto, which has its one ta- tax package, sure. versus Miami, which has an entirely different right. tax package, or Dallas, right? Which or <laughs> like, or say like like uh, like Banton, right? He's from Toronto, yeah. so there's other things that can nullify the the extreme amount of tax because look, he's he's a native number one, so I'm sure it's a little bit different. Number two, he's a hometown kid, so then if he's maybe making less there than, say, in Dallas or Miami or Minnesota, it's made up on, you know, proximity to other, his own other, other endorsements, so, other things in place. It's a, it's a, I mean, look, man, it's a, it's a business. It's, it's, and, and granted, yeah, it's your, 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 you have the, the chance to be a millionaire versus being in college. There's positives to both. I say this all the time for guys that go early in the football draft. And you're on practice squad. You're doing the same thing that you're doing that you'd be doing in college, especially with NIL. You better make the decision that's non-emotional in short term and think about your long term. Well, that's the that's the professional and business maturity that we're talking about that's being put on high school kids to make lifetime life altering decisions without information and access. Right. Like it's just like <laughs> but but if it, but also I'll tell you this I know and, and and I'm not playing Homer here or nothing like that I know the I know there's guys on Nebraska coaching staff that kick it to them straight mm-hmm. some of these guys and they still make the wrong decision we've been we've seen people like that we've been in so, the room so you also as a coach if you do the if you check all the boxes and go through the channels then you can feel good that you've done everything you need to do and then still love them when they come back and it doesn't work out. But ultimately, I think that guys – You're just you're just more – you're less surprised when they show back up at the door. Well, you'd be like, yeah, I'll be back here in six months. Yeah. You know, whatever. But ultimately, I think sometimes – and I've said this. Sometimes guys look to turn in pro. And I hate to say this. is just a, is It's like an easy way to, like, quit, Right. Because you're not saying I'm transferring and you're not saying I'm quitting. I'm going to the pros. But, you know, deep down you ain't making it. It's not that easy. Just because just you turn well, pro don't mean you a pro. It was, you know how many pro golfers are out there? There's a buddy of mine. There ain't nobody on TV. Bay Mitchell. <laughs> a buddy of mine, Sean Bay Mitchell, who was a, a pretty high level. As a matter of fact, he fought for two world titles. Right? He's a professional boxer. Right. He right, yeah, pro, yeah. fought for two world titles. Right? Just – He's the number one ranked contender twice. But when those things didn't happen and then you reach the apex and start going on the downslide, what he said was he had to be purposeful in not being sent to retirement that he would choose retirement. But he said the thing that happened with his friends, and he talked about William Joppy, who was another fighter, sometimes some people require that they make that final decision when they're on the seat of their pants. <laughs> right that you just they're people that when it's taken away from them they need for it to be taken away not that they walk away well, <laughs> the nfl retires everybody except for like barry sanders jim brown right it's short, tom it's brady rob gronk i mean it's short list everybody else you get retired 
So that that's what you're doing. You're just trying. And that to, happens in college. You're trying. You're. Exactly, it happens in college. You're trying to fight not getting retired. It happens in high school. <laughs> that for ninety what what ninety seven percent of the people who play a high school sport, uh, you're gonna the last time you play it is at high school, and you have to have it taken away from you in order for you to put it down. But you got to play and do everything you need to do and, and do it. But also, I will say this: the the in there's a lot of coaches that play a hand in that because if you took as much pride into like DP, right? So if I'm the coach DP, I know he's going, he's a college athlete, whether it's power five division one, I know he's going somewhere to play, right? If you put as, if these coaches put as much effort into getting him a scholarship as say Mark Onwaller or Jay Foreman, there'd be a lot more careers that could at least go to college. Mm-hmm. There'd be a lot more money to be had mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I know for a fact, I won't say the college or the high school coach's name, a prominent national high school coach or Midwest national high school coach that does a poor job, a very, very poor job of servicing all the college football level players on his team. And and he doesn't reside here in the state of Nebraska. Um, I it, it, it amazes me that I was fortunate, right, to kind of dig and claw and do my own path. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was fortunate to be able to play in that game against Lane Kiffin, Dave Watson, and Lloyd Lee. You know what I mean? Where they all the – I was – and then to perform. And then from there, that's where I had, you know, my Uncle Butch, my Uncle Grease, and my dad, and, of course, Uncle Blood, <laughs> you know, to right. advise me, right, because right. they all had been through the their process. But there's a lot of guys that – have been through in that in, in that same particular situation that weren't serviced right. I didn't get serviced. I didn't. You know, I kind of serviced myself. But there's as a coach that your job just doesn't. If you're asking, I would say this. If you're asking players, right? So say I'm the coach and I'm coaching you too, and we're saying, well, dude, we're trying to win a state championship. I want you to be the best you can be. Obviously for our team, and you know, I, I'm coaching. You're playing for me, X, X, Y, and Z. So I'm asking you sacrifice work when the lights are lights are off what that means is do stuff outside of it and then here i am once the season's over and you want to get in and, and, and you're trying to go do it and i'm turning my nose up to you and you want to go play somewhere like how dare you as a coach turn your nose up at a player that wants to go play now you might in your mind might think man dp can't play dead at the division one level you know or the division two level but you never know but there's a lot of coaches out there and, and granted, you Nebraska coaches, I know you guys, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking in general. Yes, he is. Um, and, <laughs> come on, DP. Listen here, man. Hey, hey. You, you, Uber, you Uber places I drive, man. My, I don't need any more scratches on my car. But I think there's a lot of coaches out there that once the clock start, goes four zeros that you, you, you just don't do enough. And then on conversely, right, conversely, and I will say this happens here locally, and not in just here locally in Lincoln and not in Omaha and the Metro, whereas, like, if there's a kid that wants to go and be better at said position, said sport, then you get mad and talk about you, you can't go do it. So then almost I call it like playing tennis and you against yourself, and you're never going to lose a point. You're, you're saying, okay, I'm not going to help you get to where you want, but if you want to go out and be a better individual player, whether it's a trainer, you know, mental trainer, whatever it is, weight or whatever, you're like, oh, now you got to be here. Like, that type of mindset – is it holds you back as a coach, holds the players back as individuals, and more importantly, it holds your team back. Because you shouldn't be rolling out there at, at Seacrest Field 
and I'm not even talking about Lincoln East. It's one of these local teams here, you know, some of the high schools that play over there, mm-hmm. they have the best-looking team in Lincoln. That means mm-hmm. in the uniform, right? You mm-hmm. got guys with the big arms, legs, mm-hmm. you know, and all this other stuff. And then the dude sitting on the bench, and you and your team can't play dead. Mm-hmm. And you and you probably have one of the highest, what is it called, social, economical. So, you know, so you have access to stuff, or your players have access to stuff a lot more than, say, t- teams elsewhere. And you get in boat race. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Right, I mean, it, it it's it's common. I uh, I'll say it. Does this happen in Virginia? It, oh, oh, whew, whew. it happened in Texas, where you had kids who well, that's were you told could, no. That's because you have Billy Joe Johnson. That's the rancher. He's right. running the football team, right? Because right. you know, because he's sitting in his pickup truck. Everybody's thinking he he ain't worth plum nickel. Right. He's running the whole dang thing. He's, right. the, he's the head of the booster club. Yep. He give he paying your salary, yep. and his son's playing quarterback. And can't play dead. <laughs> and then nothing you can do about it. And nothing you can do about it. And nothing you can do about it. Thank goodness, thank goodness for me, uh, there was somebody. There was an intermediary who 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 got the right kid, the starting position, right. But there are right. places. There are places where you go, man. Your dad must have wrote a big check, and then you look and you go. Oh, that's why the field has your last name on it. Um, but, you know, it happens. We'll go to break. We'll come back more with Jay Foreman here on Old School. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.